0: previously on the simply human podcast she like put her hand out and like st- touched at my chest and she said you're joking right <laughs> and i was like
1: so let me ask yep, you this you got me Zach <laughs> Morris time out here let me ask you this you have at this point you have a fork in the road you can either be like <laughs>
0: no baby no <laughs> yeah, baby I'm,
1: I'm all about you or you can be like yep oh we just kidding yeah <laughs> <So what's- laughs>
0: The old <laughs> <laughs> it's episode seventy-one of the Simple Human Podcast with your hosts Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it's Jim Laird, owner of Jim Laird Strength and Conditioning. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment with the prank call, and we'll wrap up with our Simple Human tip of the week. How are you, Rick?
1: I've missed you, Mark. It feels like it's been a thousand years since we reported. It
0: has. We spring have we have listeners that are quote unquote jonesing uh, because we have not. We we took uh, spring break off, and uh, I will say just quickly this the Men podcast has really started affecting the dynamic of our relationship. Have you noticed Ooh, mine this? Mine and yours. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It has. Because like uh, I have like two or three things that like I. When they happen, normally I would have just called you immediately and told you that these things happen. Yes, and now yes, I have to wait I, like three weeks. to talk
1: to you because I want to have good fodder <laughs> for this segment. This is my favorite, like 20 minutes of the entire week, is doing this on Skype yeah. recording with you.
0: Yeah, so there, like, I have one story I, I'm not even going to tell you today that happened the God. other night. And I, I've referenced it in a text, but I can't. I mean, it's the most insane thing that it's like, I can't believe I, ha- I cannot tell the story. Jen is just... Sh- she almost left me because of this story, but um, it was it was crazy. So there's another story that so I texted you from an ER yes in houston oh this is hold on so you t- i texted you from er like that something about a broken rib and then like you text me like four days later you're like by the way the reason i'm not more concerned about your broken rib is, is because i'm waiting for you to tell the story so it's like you had to say i still care about what yeah, happened. i didn't want to
1: like press you because i knew that oh uh, well the first thing i hear when you're like in the er broken or in the er and i was like my first reaction wasn't to be like Oh my god, are you okay? It was. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, this is gonna be a great podcast story. <laughs> so Okay I don't think we should, when you told me it was a broken rib, I don't think we should share what my next text to you was <laughs> what you were trying to do when you broke that rib.
0: Yes, yeah, let's let's leave that womp one out. Womp. Womp womp. So are you ready for the broken rib story?
1: I'm ready. Tell it. Okay.
0: Uh, I am the uh, Okay. Well I'll just tell it. So I last week I was gonna do all my one rep maxes and then I wasn't gonna one rep max again for like four months or something.
1: Were you doing this with no shirt on in your driveway?
0: No. <laughs> Absolutely okay. not. I had no pants on, but I did have a shirt on. Um, it's a long story. Just kidding. I had pants on. Okay. So, I max squat, squats, max rep squats on Tuesday, and I did shoulder press, and so then I went down to Houston for work, and then I was my brother-in-law owns a gym down there, and so I uh, was getting a max rep bench and front squat on Thursday. So, like I'm at Ryan's gym and he's there and I'm like getting ready, warmed up and he's just like, all right, well, I, I'm gonna, I gotta go, I gotta run some errands, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. And I was like, well, crap, like, you were gonna spot me, but I can figure this out. So I was just gonna like, So you're gonna try to max without anyone's. No, no, no. So somebody came. They had an okay. open, they had an open gym. So someone came, not uh, probably about half as strong as as Ryan, who's a very strong person. So this isn't like a weak person, but this is a, a not as strong a person. As I was counting on. so I started warming up and I was using uh, several mistakes here. One, I was using an Olympic bar, and the Olympic bars are very like spinny, right? They're on ball bearings the really good ones are on ball bearings. so like when you're lifting heavy weights, like the the rotation of the bar doesn't hinder your lift, right? You can like flip under the bar when you're doing like snatch or like um, cleans or something, which is not like power bars like for deadlift and bench and shoulder press. those those bars aren't quite as spinny. You know because they don't need to be, so I use I was using Olympic bar, which is mistake number one. Mistake number two is only having one spotter and not having one. Sp- oh, well, I was yeah, lifting so much weight. I just well, needed two dudes. To, well, a to spot, help no, me. I need what I like technically on a one rep max, doesn't matter how heavy it is. Well, I guess if you're like a fifth grader or something, then you can have or one me. person, yeah. <laughs> so you need to have someone like behind you and you need to have one person on either side, right?
1: So a guy like, but like. Behind the bench, like where your head is, and then a guy on either side.
0: To catch the weight, unless in case something happens. So. I've max rep bench many many times in my life. Like that's you know growing up playing football, that was just like sit hey, hey,
1: there, Uncle Rico. No, well,
0: that's what I'm saying. Like how, how much you bench? There. Like that was a question You're you had teetering
1: on the line. Well, between Uncle Rico and and a not Uncle Rico. Well, so
0: I'm 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 about to fly past the line. So uh, I
1: imagine so. Yeah.
0: So I I'm, I'm working my way up. You know the way I wonder at max. I'll start with like a few reps of the 55%, and then I'll do 60%, 70%, 75%, and I'll work my way up. And I haven't had a spotter yet. So then I get to my my max, which I don't know. Do you,
1: let's uh, not, let's not, uh,
0: say how much it feel is. Bad. Yeah. You throw out it, like it was, well, recipe? See. But. but it, it almost like you need to know, I'm not going to say it, but it's like, it, it was a significant amount of weight because you need to know that because if you drop like 200 pounds on your chest, like, okay, that's, that's not as quite as bad as what I dropped. Okay.
1: Way. I will allow you to throw out a specific weight, but okay. it is germane to the story. Okay. I will allow it. Thank
0: you. Thank you. It was 305 pounds. Okay. Okay. So I get the bar off the rack, uh, and I've got this the, my spotter behind me, and I, I bring it out of my chest, I'm pushing it up, and I'm, I get it through the sticking point. Like, I, I, I've yeah. gotten it, right? Uh, the, the, the lift did not count, however, because uh, as soon as, like, I guess I kind of relaxed my, my, my shoulders down into the bench to just kind of lock my arms out. And when I did that, in just like a blink split second, And it's never happened to me before. I I say that a lot. (laughs) I swear it's never happened to me before. Uh, (laughs) The bar, and my thumbs were wrapped around the bar. The bar like slid forward, and just like my wrists just like turned, like, you know, imagine like you're holding the bar, and then like make your wrists like straight up and down. My wrist just like went, like dumped the bar forward. So so I lost all uh, tension on the bar. And so basically that weight free fell from about arm's, L- locked out and just just straight like dropped right on my sternum and I mean it that moment is, is one that I have relived many times it was a horrifying thing thinking like like in that split second like here we go and like, kind of br- trying to brace for it well like I felt like the bar like landed on my spine you know it's just like cru- it like crushed my chest cavity so luckily <laughs> yeah so I mean I make the I make like the <gasps> Oh, noise like one of
1: those like awesome videos that i love like crossfit fail yes or, like, gym fail <sighs> it would have like been... the guys running super fast in the treadmill and trips up yes. and like falls face I'm... forward and burns his face yeah. on the belt
0: i'm so mad that i wasn't recording because i normally do record my wonder at max is just to like
1: ch- oh check my, my form
0: God, well you are know serious? yeah well that's like what that... oh go rico hey
1: Okay. I just that, like to sit back and watch all the old videos of me pushing lots of weight around and just be like, yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs>
0: okay, there's a whole subset of people that it's no, I I want to check like when I when I record my One at max squat, I want to make sure that I got below parallel. I want to make sure that my back was in the right position like it's a it's a position thing it's like I
1: know I'm making fun of you but okay. I do the same thing periodically and I send the videos to you so okay. you can tell me oh yeah you need exactly. to do this or, yeah. and I'm just saying I'm just making fun of you okay? because you're an easy target exactly because you're an idiot
0: as usual yes so I, I'm able this other girl luckily this girl was like had just walked in and was, <laughs> and was able to run over and, and like they like were able to get it where the, I could just sort of slide under the bar and I've got to like try to play it like Mr. Cool and I am about to like I'm just like yeah I'm fine I'm good man I'll be a, I'll be fine. Just a second. Just give me a second here. Like, and I was like, in in dire pain. So I was able to like rack the weight like that they had left on the ground, and I left. I was like, yeah, I'll be fine. I'll be I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm meeting a buddy for dinner down in Houston, and I'm in traffic, and I'm driving, and I'm just sort of like, I'm lightheaded. I'm the, the 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 world is. Sp- <laughs> The world is spinning i feel like i'm about to pass out i'm nauseous my right arm has started tingling and like kind of like going like where i can't like squeeze my my fist so i was like i can i can try to like either tap this out and just be like quick hey okay, this is this is no big deal or you could like not do like not go to the er and like you know i punctured my lung and i've got blood slowly seeping into my lung and i'm gonna like drown in my sleep or something
1: which so, is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah.
0: So I went to the I went to this little emergency clinic. They did an EKG, a CAT scan, they gave me all these painkillers and everything. And so I've got like a hairline oh, yeah? fracture. Yeah, over. No, they make me really nauseous. I ended up throwing up for like two hours after I left there. <sighs> and so, uh yes, yeah, so I've got like a hairline fracture and like some muscle that is like like up underneath my armpit, going from my, my chest all the way around my right side is, I guess, where m- the the brunt of it fell. So, uh, uh, you know, sneezing is probably the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Uh, the last few days, it's just like I, could,
1: uh, I can't wait till you open the box that I sent you uh, well, in the mail. I, I just it's pepper. just a box full of pepper, yeah. and you'll open it up and be like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> a, just sneezing. In your well,
0: breath. I took. I hadn't. I tried to not take any ibuprofen or anything. Just trying to like the pain is sort of my penance for being a total. Idiot, uh, because I mean, c- completely preventable. And if that had fallen on my neck or something, if it had gone the other way, it would killed me. You know, it's like idiot. So anyway,
1: we need to come up with a contingency plan on what to do with the Simply Human co- podcast if one of us dies. Seriously, I feel like this is a very uh, you know, it's a good time to talk about. This,
0: we, so. we would just need to have someone post on the Facebook page: "The Simply Human podcast is over. Rick, Rick died, or Mark died." <laughs>
1: A piano fell out of an airplane and crushed me That's how yeah. I'm convinced I'm going to die. Something weird and wacky. It's going to be some kind of crazy story like that. Yeah. It's not going to be like uh, congenital heart uh, defect uh, over time <laughs> I took him. It's going to be like a coyote or a kangaroo escaped from the yeah. zoo and stole a car and ran him over.
0: I stole a car. So that was uh, that was my uh, spring break fun. That's been a week ago today, and I'm just now today where I can like sort of sit up. In, like from like a laying like out of bed or I like, could lay on the couch I can't do I can't do anything I can't mobilize my lower body like do any sort of like leg work or anything just because like it, it's all connected breathing was was difficult for a while um so the other story that so I have so you're in a
1: body cast yeah but you know, well they can't, can't
0: they can't do it they can't cast you they're like well we could put you out of we could wrap it but then you'll probably get a lung infection I'm probably like yeah no thanks um the other story I have, it's I'm going to save it for humans being human because it's okay. that kind of a story. Um, so did, y'all, did your kids have spring break this last yeah. week or is it this week?
1: It, it, theirs was last week and my wife's is this week, okay. although it's kind of an abstract thing when you're like an online, online. student. Yeah, you're but still but yeah, like her, She stuff. just doesn't have class this week, but she yeah. still has tons of work to do.
0: Sweet. All right. Well, you weren't able to get on to the uh, Jim Laird interview because it was a uh, it was a time that didn't fit into your schedule. But Jim was actually like, episode twelve is yeah, our, is it was our, like
1: the, the most popular episode ever of the Simply Human. Yeah.
0: Podcast. So uh, we and, and I am uh the Josephit Retreat, which is actually has been launched. I guess since the last time we recorded, um, it's in September. It's like that second week and weekend, and you know, the third week and weekend in September. Uh, Jim Laird's gonna be there. Lucy Hendrix, his uh, one of the coaches at his gym. Jason Sides, Sarah Fergoso, and a ton of other people. We're doing like a four day retreat up in Chico, California, uh, and I'm gonna be there, like, kind of like speaking, I guess, um, teaching and learning so I will I I'll put that and link, pooping in your pants and pooping my pants in, in Northern California I'm, I'm trying to get my wife to go with me to that one you have but.
1: like a you have like a calendar on the wall of like uh, states in which you've crapped your pants in. you they're really like, gotta knock California out they're all x
0: off west. except for like California and Alaska <laughs>
1: and like North Dakota yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man I'm really gonna crap my pants over by Mount Rushmore <laughs> well,
0: I've been there and I've my it's pants.
1: it's a lifelong goal to crap your pants
0: <laughs> I'm just standing in front of the Eiffel Tower like grunting like what's that guy doing <laughs> It's a smell.
1: Uh, so well, the Eiffel Tower is in America, but I'll give you a pass. On
0: that. Well, you know, if I wanted to Stop do like Paris the Seven it. Wonders of the World or something, yeah, I don't yeah. think it's a wonder of the world either. But uh, I think so, it actually might be. Yeah. So I'll, I'll have to look those up. I'll put yeah. a a link to the Josephite Retreat uh, on the website. Um, you know, and speaking of of uh, the website, um, the dot com. If just kind of teaching people how to navigate that, I, I don't do a whole lot of new. Uh, uh, Information on there right now as much as I, I used to. I, I'm writing for everydaypaleo.com, so check that out. But if you go to the main site simplymaster.com, there is basically like four sections. There's eat, sleep, move, and enjoy. You can click on the picture or the word eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and kind of gives you sort of the the bullet the Cliff's Notes version of each of the, sort of the philosophies behind each of those four things. So go check that out. Um, there's also that's a good
1: point. Maybe people don't, uh, you know, maybe some people jumped in in the middle of the podcast. Maybe they don't yeah. know. But uh, if you want to know our kind of points on each of the four important pillars, that's a good it's a good resource.
0: Yeah, so the Facebook page and YouTube channel are all there. Uh, Simply Human Kids page. We, we, my wife, I've been uh, uh, bugging her uh, about To writing. write
1: something so it'll get like 400,000
0: pages. Yes, yes. Uh, on com slash shop, or I think it's the store. Uh, tab on the website. Uh, there's the single human resets, which you can read about, and there's also T-shirts for sale. I'm about to make another teacher order, and I think we're about to start uh, having hats, like the snapback hats. Um, but I'm a very, I'm a hat snob.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, so I need to, like, I need to, like, test the hats first. Well, I'm not I, I, buy hats.
1: I, I can't, uh, I can't just purchase a hat off the rack. I have a very small head. It's a very. <laughs> I got a tiny head. <laughs> Do what? I got a tiny head. That's from Tommy so I can't just buy any hat here. Yeah. So
0: I have a I have a huge head. I have a seven and a half. I have
1: uh, do. You, mine is a six and three quarters. Oh my
0: gosh!
1: I'm dead serious. I have to buy a hat from the little children. <laughs> <laughs> if I find awesome. a hat that doesn't make me look ridiculous, I will wear that thing for a decade before, <laughs> until it disintegrates yeah. because it's just that hard hat shopping. Awesome.
0: Well, yeah, all right, so go, go to the website, like us on Facebook, do all that good stuff. Um, there's the nutrients uh, and the skinny fat coupon codes, which are still going. If you have questions about any of that, email me at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. You can email Rick at simplyhumanrick. By the way, we're still trying
1: to compile questions to do like a question yeah, answer we, and answer yeah. show. We have a few of them on the Facebook page, but if a question just comes, you know comes across your mind, send us an email let us know and we will let's do that soon Yeah, I, think I don't gonna, want those people left hanging in
0: Yeah, we're going to do table one table. of those we're going to do that in May uh, the, listener, okay. the listener question show
1: cool that's um, almost there so compile your questions email them to us and we will hit that
0: sweet, uh, <laughs> we were,
1: that. sweet sorry, said. Okay,
0: we that okay let's get to our uh, conversation with Jim Laird we talked to Jim about paleo FX, which is coming up the Brainwave app, the difference between our levels, our level of preparedness and elite-level programming, a formula for health, great football players who aren't that great in the weight room, chilling out, not being willing to tinker, meditation, stress can either save or kill you, and free play in kids. Here's Jim. All right. Joining us on today's show, the Simply Human Podcast, it is Jim Laird, who owns Jim Laird Strength and Conditioning. He's been working as a strength and conditioning coach, helping clients achieve their goals since 1997. It's four years of Division One coaching experience, and uh, now over a decade working with clients in the private sector. Jim, welcome back.
2: Thanks. It's great to
0: be here. You know, um, you were, uh, if you look at all of our shows ever, all of our downloads in the history of our show, the show that you were on, and it was early on, it was like episode 12 or something, and this is episode 71, so that was like in, uh, yeah, here it is, uh, December of 2013 episode 12 is our most popular show ever well thank. isn't you. that crazy so we were like we were like looking at that and i was like dang like we'd we have jim back on like people really like him so and i really like him so we need to have him back on so um so thank you for being a part of our uh, most popular show of all time and you are going to be at paleo fx next month correct
2: yes lucy is speaking at paleo and i'll just be hanging out cool so that's
0: uh uh, that's my my deal too i know i spoke last year and i've talked about it on the show already but uh, i submitted a talk this year thinking oh i got it i you know i talked last year i'll just submit a talk and they'll accept me so i made all my reservations or anything like my talk got denied so uh, i could just say i don't i don't really want to talk this year it's cool sure um but uh, i'm actually sharing a house with jason and his wife and sarah and her husband and so we'll be uh so be kind of fun to not have sort of any responsibilities, and we'll I sort agree. Of be, we'll be well, in the I same had, boat. Uh,
2: I had so much stuff going on with the gym at the time when you submitted, uh, you know, topics that I just didn't bother. Lucy submitted hers, she got hers. So, uh, you know, if you're you're listening to this, come out and if you're going to be a PaleoFX, uh, come out and hang out and support Lucy, and she's got a lot of really good things to say. So, um mm-hmm. You know, it's great. I'm, I'm just going to go hang out with you know you guys and, and Sarah and Jason and, and Rob and Kiefer and I think Kiefer's going. I'm not sure, but uh, Charles Mayfield. You yep. know, it's a good time. I get to see you know a lot of people that I, I really wish I had the ability to spend more time with. Right. So that's that's really the big. Benefit of something like Paleo FX is getting to see, you know, a lot of people right. that uh, I will lo- learn from, guys like Chris Cresser and yeah. people like that to have uh, access to. Yeah, for sure. Um,
0: and so, uh, you know, for any any of our listeners who don't know Jim and his work, I highly recommend you know going to his website and checking out what he's doing. But Jim is, uh, you know, it's sort of an all around. It's not just if you if you go to see Jim, he's not just going to tell you how to work out. Or he's not just going to tell you, um, you know, how to how to eat. It's going to be like how to breathe and how to manage stress. I know a funny story that uh, I think we, we might've told it last, last time you were on, but uh, I guess it was on your way to paleo effects last year. And, you like started to do your brainwave app, which I talk yes. about on the show a lot. And like your, your gate changed while you were doing your meditation yes. and like you, you like come back to, to reality. And I, I
2: missed my sleep, <laughs> missed my flight. Yeah. I missed, missed your flight. <laughs> yeah. So it's like
0: added stress upon what, like you just like managed all your stress and now you've got all this other stress.
2: <laughs> so I broke, I broke even.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm just going to, I'm going to ask you this question and then we're just going to mm-hmm. kind of, kind of see where it leads us. So, Okay, you work with people every day. You're, you know, so yeah. to, in the trenches, so to speak. So like what is the one thing that you find yourself repeating to clients more than anything else? Like the one thing that you sort of keep coming back to and and you just surprises you like, ah, I can't believe more people
2: don't know this." Well, it's a combination of two things. It's a combination of between the difference between performance and health and then chilling out. Um, most people, we get people that are coming to us all the time. We, you know, so here here's the deal. We've got uh, we can talk a lot about free play later with kids, but here's, here's what's going on. So the level of preparedness of people, the, the work capacity of the general population is going down at an extreme level due to technology, due to phones, due to people sitting all day, due to nutrition. Um, people's ability to handle stress, people's ability to work, to do manual labor is almost zero. But the intensity of the programming is going through the ceiling. Golly, you know, that your Crossfits, so your um, you know, all these different programs. There's all sorts of you know fancy programs with really advanced exercises. Most people cannot do the basic fundamentals. Most people move terribly. So, so what you're saying uh, so is basically like I, the
0: average person like couldn't do you know 20 dips or run 200 meters at a full sprint to save no, their life. But, know, but even he, if
2: they trained for a couple of years, most yeah, people wouldn't be able to do that. But then
0: you then you average out like all the the programming out there, and it's like right. it's like for for superhumans. Yeah, that right. is crazy. Yeah. It,
2: that's the thing, and and people don't have this base, and then they don't understand the time that it takes to build a base. So you've got people that are, you know, they've got kids, they've got jobs, they've, you know, they're, they're working, you know, 50, 60 hours a week, they're not sleeping, and then they want to dedicate themselves to this elite level kind of program, and they don't realize the hours of preparedness you have to do to prepare yourself for training at a high level, okay? And so they try and train at a high level, and then they end up, you know, burning out or gassing out or using really, really high threshold strategies that are really hard on you orthopedically to, to perform these things because the body will figure out how to, to get stuff done. It's just always not necessarily the most efficient way. Right. So they end up, we, most of our business, and I mean I should be grateful for this, I mean, we had three ladies come in this week that have getting the absolute dog piss pounded out of them uh, you know, in the name of health when the formula for health is lift weights twice a week, walk, and eat real food. Get your sleep, reduce your stress. So the bottom of the pyramid should be walking, meditation, real food, and sleep. Good movements on top of that, and then exercise is a, is is at the top. And it doesn't matter whether you want to be an elite level athlete or just be healthy. That's the formula for all of that. And obviously, the elite level athletes are going to have you know a different exercise component. But here's the cool thing. So I was at the elite FTS uh, seminar cool. with Buddy Morris and Chip Chip. Uh, uh, Chip Kelly, I think his name is. He was. That's a Chip Kelly. I can't remember Chip. He's a he's a uh, strength coach for the Bengals. Buddy Morris is strength coach for the Cardinals. Joe Ken, is a good friend of mine. Uh, strength coach for the Carolina Panthers. Mike Robinson was speaking there, uh, who's all good. Also a good friend. You know what was the common theme amongst all these guys? Hey, the greatest football players are not that good in the weight room. So they were good enough athletically to get there and Joe DeFranco, you know, he was oh, speaking yeah. as well. He he's we've speak spoken about this a number of times. These guys that are elite level NFL athletes usually suck in the weight room <laughs> and all they need is some basic fundamental stuff. They don't need anything that fancy to get better, right? right. So Really be the best beginner coach possible, with you know, my good friend Jim Windler told me years ago, is it applies to everyone really. There are very few people that have that base of training that have everything in line that need anything beyond fundamentals. Um the fortunately that doesn't sell very well. So people you, you know, the hard thing is giving people enough flashiness, uh think picking things that are a little bit safer to do to keep people engaged. Uh without getting them bored, but still getting them results. But people wanna do these these fancy, you know, uh protocols for the genetically gifted or the people that are using performance enhancing drugs. That's another pet peeve of mine is that, well, look at what, you know, people bring a program to me. Oh, this guy's doing this, 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 and this. And I'm like, yeah, he's also trained for 20 years and he's also on this, this, and this. So, you know, people don't take that into account either. Some people are just freaks and are going to be able to handle anything. So that's probably one of the most frustrating things for me, and, and then chilling out is the other thing. You know, people are with our our modern lifestyles, phones and tablets, and you know they're going all the time. It, you know, when's the last time you went for a walk for relaxation? Uh, never. Yeah. When's the last time you took a bath and relaxed? Never. So you've got people that are just absolutely stressed out. Their diet, they aren't sleeping. They're maybe getting four to six hours a night of sleep, and then they think throwing hardcore exercise on top of that is going to fix their problems. And it's just going to make things worse. Right. It's like kind of like the Biggest Loser thing. You know, you've got these people that are, you know, got psychological issues. They're metabolically damaged. They're uh, they have issues with food. They eat they eat garbage. And then instead of like teaching them how to relax, how to meditate, how to, you know, get to the root cause of of their obesity, um, they beat the hell out of them. And, and yeah, they, some of them lose some weight and, but then again, you know, a year or two later, they're right back to where they were because they can't exercise at that intensity for the rest of their life. Right. Yeah. You you can't, you can't rely on exercise, um, to keep the body fat off because most people don't move well enough and most people just can't handle, most people can't train like Herschel Walker and Jerry Rice for the rest of their life. So that, that's, that's something I see all the time is getting people, people come into me you know, just normal everyday people and they're toned up like they're a professional weightlifter. You know, super tight, you know, neck flexors, they're 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 so amped. They're they're, you know, they've got anxiety, of course, and they can't sleep and all these things. They don't know how to chill. So teaching people how to relax and how to chill out is a big part of what, what we do. Right. Well, and going back to the disparity between every you know,
0: people's sort of average level of preparedness in the programming, do you think that's because like I don't know, it's like I that's that's such a, a great concept one that I'm just sort of thinking through. I mean, it's almost like you think that cells, the intense programming cells, because people are so like I guess our, our, our movements and our, our health and our performance is deteriorating so much that they feel like they need to like overcompensate. Yeah, correct like get and
2: back you, and it comes to a minif effective dose. Like, you know, if one aspirin works, well I'll take ten, it'll work better. It just comes back to that American you know, that kind of Western mentality of more is better and the harder I work, the faster the results I get. And a lot of times with people that are insulin resistant, metabolically damaged and stressed out, the less work you do, the more quality work you do, the more relaxation you do, the faster the results you get. You know, the better you control your insulin and the better you get your hormones under control. That's another big pet peeve of mine is uh, people's inability to tinker, as Rob Wolf says, with their own nutrition, their inability to experiment. Everybody wants like Tell me what to eat. Tell me, you know, what's my template? Well, you know what? Like when people first start, you know, I I might advocate a lower carb diet to get their insulin resistance under control. And then once their insulin resistance is under control, I will talk to them about eating more carbs if they're training really hard. Your diet is going to change with your lifestyle. You know, Fred Hatfield was on Rob Wolf's show here recently, and he talked about eat with your activity level on days that you don't do much, don't eat a lot. On days that you train hard, eat more. You know, so a lot of common sense, people aren't willing to tinker. And experiment on themselves, um, and that, that's kind of frustrating too. Is because everybody's a little bit different. Some people are going to handle some foods, some people are not. Right. Um, you know, we all know that Americans are getting the majority of their calories from refined carbohydrates. So that obviously has to. You know, that's one universal truth. Whether you're a vegan, whether you're, you know, anybody that's having any kind of positive effects on health. Is advocating cutting out refined starches. So that's pretty much the the bottom line along along the line is get rid of that. You know, have to fix that insulin resistance first, and then from there it's going to change according to the person's goals and what they've got going on. If they've got autoimmune diseases and all that, that's where that you know education comes in. People like Chris Kresser, you know, people like Kiefer and Doctor Rocky, what they're doing over there, um, you know, and, and Rob and and uh, you know, Dr. Uh, Dr. Terry Walls, and and uh, you know, all these people that are doing some amazing work in the autoimmune stuff. That's where these different protocols. But those those tools change all the time. How much stress you're under, you know, what's going on in your life. You know, a lot of these things were changed traditionally seasonally. You know, like right. if you lived in Nebraska 200 years ago, a lot of starch wouldn't be available even if you wanted it. Right. You know, so you would go through periods of time where you're eating a higher fat, high protein. Higher protein diet. You know you're you're get surviving on what you have available. Fat uh, in the tropics. You know you've got more carbs and, and things available. So a lot of that was dictated by culture, and that that plays a role too. Like you got to look at who your ancestors were. Yeah. You know and and what foods were available to them. So it's a it's you know people. It's frustrating. People aren't willing to tinker much on their own, but they're willing to take, you know, you know, green bean coffee burner by Dr. Oz and pay $60 a month for a bottle and take that instead of experimenting with their sleep and experimenting with their nutrition and, and trying some different things uh, to try and, to get them in a, in a better place. I mean, I've done so much experimentation on myself with blood work and, you know, um, you know uh, what's it called? life LifeExtension.com has – you can do all your own blood work for next to nothing. And I can actually see what my changes in my nutrition, what changes in my lifestyle are doing to me. And I do that constantly to figure out what works best for me. You know, what foods do I need to be eating? What, you know, what makes me feel good? What makes me sleep better? I track all that stuff, um, you know. And the and, and bottom line is if I'm doing my meditation every day and I'm doing some sort of stress reduction and I'm walking, I feel better. And if I don't, I, I don't. Right. You know, that's basically what it comes down to for yeah. me.
0: I went to, uh, I spoke to a college class uh, last night actually about, about all this stuff. And it's, it's funny. Like I was talking to him about, you know, you know, need you to know who your ancestors are. You need to know that like, you know, we certainly weren't, uh, exposed to eight different types of apples year round. You know, like is an apple like necessarily go in the bad for you list? No, right. but it, it may not be one of those things that, that your ancestors were able to get all the time. And, and, uh, yeah, we talked about, you know, eating based on your activity level. Like when, if I, if I do a heavy lift, You know, I may eat some sweet potatoes or rice that day. Uh, If I don't do that, like I have an injury, which I'm going to tell you about in a second. uh, I'm not eating all that stuff. Um, Well, let's go ahead and tell you about that. I know I, I talk, this is time travel talk here because we haven't recorded the intro of the show yet, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to talk to my co-host about it. So, uh, so just real quick, um, I was wondering at maxing on bench. Okay. So I was was doing like, Mm -hmm. kind of like a five, three, one program and I'm sure. about to switch and do like this dose remedios program like I was going to start like this week and so I doing my 100 max on bench and uh and I was using an Olympic bar that was you mm-hmm. know, real real spinny and yeah. uh, I was like I got it and, and, I, and flexy yeah yeah and I got I got I had one spotter that is not used to being a spotter, which is it's stupid. As much as many times as I've done a wonder at max, like this is just stupid on my part. And I get to the top, I'm about to lock it out, and my wrists like rolled forward, you know. Ooh, and nice. I dropped like forward or back. Uh, they, they they rolled like forward. So like, and I was and I, my thumbs so were wrapped.
2: It rolled away from you. No, it uh, it, rolled, or it like, rolled back towards your face. No,
0: it rolled like no. Luckily, not toward back towards my face. Like they rolled like forward, I guess. So like that's
2: weird. I, I know. I ne- it's never so it happened sli- to me. it slipped out of the... Did you Did you have your thumb around yes, the bar? Yes. Were that's, you in a, were yes. in a suicide group? No,
0: I had my thumb around the bar.
2: And it rolled through your thumb. Yeah. It, it was oh, the, dude, It was the weird.
0: craziest thing. Well, it, it just, you know, free fell, 305 pounds, you know, free fell and yeah. just crushed my ribcage. Oh, dude. <laughs> so I had to go like... Yeah, I thought like for sure like my lungs were filling up with blood. Like it was like... It was the worst thing ever. Uh, so anyway, so I, I'm sure... You know that's something that uh, you know stupid,
2: stupid. It's usually, thing. usually you lose control of and it rolls back yeah. towards you, and it comes back and bends your hand backwards, yeah. and then you lose it that way. Yeah, I don't know. Usually, it, but yeah. that's uh, yeah. I've seen I've seen a guy dump eight fifty on himself once. Yeah, that was pretty uh, well, that was pretty wild. There
0: was a guy that died a few years ago, right? Uh-huh. Like landed on his neck, head, head chopped off. Yeah, it's like geez. So anyway, yeah. um, I figured you would appreciate that. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you've had some. Uh, Done some silly things in the weight room in your all of your yes, years. Yes, I've done
2: some silly things in the <laughs> weight room, and, and uh, we've had some. You know, I had one guy have a couple of his teeth knocked out. Oh um, my gosh! Yeah, so it's 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 good times. We yeah. almost had a almost had a bar get launched through a wall because a band broke. Was, oh, that's, oh my! Yeah, gosh. we've had some good, some good stuff happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, but that's the price you got to pay uh, for what I guess. So, you know, so for a t
2: shirt. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, um. Yeah, so let's talk about meditation real quick. So when you talk to people about sure. meditation, I know I was talking to the, these this group last night about it, and I'm like, you know, this isn't like a, you know, I'm here to to you know try to throw some sort of religion on you or something, which is kind of what people they sort of gloss right. over.
2: The 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 Western Christian um, view of meditation is it's some sort of you know cult or some right. sort of replacement for God. So yeah. even though Jesus went up and did quiet time all the time, yeah. He went and, and and basically meditated constantly. He went to the mountains and stuff, but people look at it as some sort of replacement for God, which right. is which is Crazy. not. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, but there are actual like physiological changes that happen to your sure. brain, to your neurons, to your the chemicals in your brain, to your blood pressure. So, mm-hmm. let's talk kind of what. How do you sort of uh, what is your pitch? I guess to try to get people that are just anti meditation and trying to get them to meditate.
2: Well, I try and. Talk about first let's let's see let's find something you enjoy doing that's fun um, that relaxes you. So I mean, fishing for me before I found meditation was like meditating, right you know, going out, waiting in a creek, you know spending quiet time, no phone, no crap. That was meditation for me before. Um, you know, for, for some people, if it's not done excessively, jogging can be a meditation, right. you know, as, as long as they're not taking it to extremes and running like 30 miles, but going for a walk can be a meditation. So I start off with people, okay, let's find an activity that you can do that allows you to relax, you know, for some people that could be playing chess or checkers or whatever. So, and then from there we talk about, okay, look, you know, you need to, I, I'll tell people just put on Enya and just lay on, my, on on your back and just relax, just relax and just try to just Chill out, and start from there. And, and you know, some people need you know. I'll use Hollow Sync sometimes. I, I'm not a big fan of all the sales pitches they send you afterwards, but I mean, it is a business. But that's worked for me in the past. The Hollow Sync stuff, I use that yeah. a couple times a week, and then I use um, uh, Brainwave. Uh, that kind of just helps. It's kind of meditation for dummies. It just kind of gives you some, just allows you to quiet your mind through the through the the beats that they have going. Um, but it basically just take time to chill and it doesn't have to be anything fancy. You know, I'll tell people to just sit in a chair and just focus on your hand, you know, focus on your fingers, make your fingers tingle. And just by focusing on your hand and if thoughts come into your your mind, just focus on your hand. It's, it's just kind of, gives you a reset for the brain and it can be any kind of a, any kind of an activity that isn't, like super hardcore, that, that's relaxing for you. Right. Um, so it doesn't have to necessarily be sitting and humming or doing the traditional type of meditation. It can be walking, it can be all sorts of different things. Anything that just kind of allows your mind to just decompress. Yeah. Um, what What my, do you do specifically? Like when you're, uh, you probably have uh,
0: different things that you do. Like, say, you use the brainwave app. Are you mm. Are you visualizing something? Are you Are you seeing yourself somewhere? Are you trying to focus on like, you know, like a flame or something? Like,
2: what no, I, I try and just observe. I try and just watch. I try to, I kind of think about watching a movie. I kind of think about just watching the thoughts that are coming into my head, and then just kind of like just watching them like a movie, and then they go away. And I kind of just go into this weird state of just calm, you know, and um, I I just try and observe and I try and live my life like that, too. And I'm definitely not perfect at it. But I try and live my life like I'm watching a movie uh, just to be kind of aware of what's going on so that I can choose the appropriate reaction. Because it's it's if you get drawn into life and you're like you're in the fight, you're more than likely to like react in a way that might be inappropriate. Whereas if you think of it as being an observer, you're observing life like in a movie, I'm able to say, well, that that that's not good. Uh, this requires uh, an, a, like, a, like a strong response. Um, I try to make it so that I'm able to, you know, like if somebody cuts me off in traffic, it's like, you know, that was really, but, you know, there's no point in me getting all bent out of shape and having a, you know, max effort response that's going to, you know, upset me and then affect the rest of my day, uh, you know, Nobody died. There's, there's, there's no appropriate response. But, you know, somebody just pulled a knife on me. Well, crap. You know, I, you know, I need to take evasive action. This is a max effort response is appropriate in this situation. So I think people may allow themselves to be emotionally involved so much that they aren't able to make rational decisions as to what the appropriate response needs to be. And most people are running around so caught up in their head that they can't observe anything and they're just drawn into these emotional responses and they're just constantly, you know, doing max effort responses for trivial things.
0: Yeah. Well, like the great irony of, of the stress response is that we have this unbelievable stress response, the fight or flight that is designed to like save us and, and keep us alive but if it's but on, it also all... kills us. Yeah, if, but if, if we constantly yeah. have it on, and if it's on all the time, <laughs> it'll kill you. Like it's just, right. it's just such an ironic deal. I can't. I'm, I'm trying to think of like an analogy for that. Like I don't think I can't find uh, anything else that's like that. <laughs> like. I it's have just, one
2: that's politically incorrect, but I'd get crucified for saying. Ah, oh, well, you we have to have tell one.
0: me. You have to tell me off air, maybe. So, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or I mean, this is a this is a pretty politically incorrect show. Why don't you say it, and then if it's too incorrect, I can. Uh,
2: I can. Well, believe. for some men, it could be women. Women, you know, women are, are good at um, you know improving quality of life, but also take, can take <laughs> years off your life they can too. Kill you. and, and the opposite could be true as well. You could, you know, w- women uh, women could say the same thing about men. So. Yeah. It's uh, or any relationship in general, you know, it's relationships can enhance the quality of your life and they can also take life. So it's just anything I think has the your job can be incredibly positive to your life and it can also be uh, incredibly negative. It's how you manage anything, really. It's how you manage it. Right. Uh, I mean, stress, you need stress to survive. It's just do you are you, you know, do you let stress rule you or do you rule the stress? And that's where people, because without stress, we die. Like we have to, we're adapt, we need to adapt. And, you know, Paul Check talks about working in so you can work out. The problem is, is most people are going all the time. They're not doing enough work to work in. And working in would be meditation, walking, light exercise to increase work capacity, Um, you know, going out with your friends, taking a bath, massage. These are all things that are putting resources back in the tank so you can handle that stress response. But most people are getting the stress response all the time. They're not taking the time to relax because our lives are so go, 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 go nonstop all the time.
0: Yeah.
2: So what what so. is your, uh, I want to get to free play, uh, but what is
0: your yes. like, do you do... You know, uh, ten minutes a day, or, and then take a walk. Like, kind of, what is your protocol for?
2: I try and get at least a half an hour a day. And on the days like like uh, today is a pretty easy day for me. Um, I work on Monday and Monday and Wednesdays. I don't work till three thirty. Uh, I do wrestling. Th- i have started wrestling again, which has been really good cool. for me. Yeah. Um, I wrestle Monday, Wednesday, Fridays for an hour. And you can um, find
0: people that will actually like choose to voluntarily wrestle with you. Well, it's, that-
2: it's not like it's not full go. It's more <laughs> Uh Most people don't understand that. But I have a guy that I train who's a very high level MMA fighter, and uh, he he's uh, he's exceptional. I've been working with him for four years. His work capacity is stupid. Uh, <laughs> his technique is unbelievable. And so, um, you know, if it's a one minute round, I mean I can overpower him. Yeah. But if it's anything beyond one minute, <laughs> his technique is so good and stuff, he just waits till I get tired. Yeah. Um, you know, and and so he's really and because I wrestled heavyweight, you know, um, you know, I was you know, I'm five foot about five nine, five ten, five nine and a half. Um, and I was, you know, where I wrestled in high school, I was like two two twenty. So I wrestled, you know, two twenty plus. So I was wrestling really big dudes with very like not very much athleticism and I was so much faster and I could just I could just, you know, basically out athletic everyone and overpower everyone. Uh it didn't require a ton of athleticism. So now I'm wrestling with a guy who's like, you know, 198 super strong, super fast, he's very athletic, he can move, he has long arms, you know, I don't. So it forces me to 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 move in ways that I'm not used to, which is good. It's it's great for learning and, and and getting my brain working in ways that you know I'm learning new things and new new things. And I have turned 40 this year, so I'm like, you know, I don't need to get any bigger. You know, I, I at this point getting stronger and powerlifting is counterproductive for my goals. Yeah. Um, and I never thought I would say this, but it's just not. like, What's the point? You know, yeah. putting 100 pounds on my squat or my or, you know 50 pounds on my deadlift is not going to do anything for the quality of my life in 20 years. Uh, if anything, which, it's going to take away from that. Yeah, so which is what, well, was what can thinking, I do? Yeah,
0: yeah. When I was that, in the
2: ER, after I
0: crushed myself, that's that, that was the thought that was going yeah, through my head. Like, yeah, why so did I do what that? What can I do
2: <laughs> to, to make my life all around better? Uh, I can wrestle, you know, cause I can drill. We drill and we wrestle it. Like we work on technique you know, over and over again, and we might do some, you know, live wrestling for, for a minute or two every practice, but we do an hour of just practicing tosses, practicing shooting, you know, practicing arm drags, you know, all this stuff is making me move in ways at a nice pace, it's really good for me, um, and it's something I'll be able to do for the rest of my life, uh, whereas, you know, trying to set PRs and, 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 and lift at the, you know, LEAP plus level, which I was at for quite some time, um, it, you know most of the guys that i competed against have got you know steel rods in their back and they've had multiple shoulder surgeries and stuff i mean that's the price you pay for the sport you play if you want to you want to push the boundaries in performance you're going to blow shit up i mean that's just the way it is and the question is are you getting paid to do that no you're not getting paid to compete in powerlifting at a high level at least if you are it's not that much and for me it's it's just not worth it i you know 10 years ago if, if i had it if you'd asked me that, I'd, I'd have said, well, I'm willing to take anything or do anything to put 100 pounds on my total. Well, when you almost bleed to death of, of ulcerative colitis and you have some health issues and, and you know, perspective, uh, <laughs> things start, you know, things start, your perspective starts to change a yeah. little bit and your goals and what's important in your life and just being alive kind of becomes important. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that, that sort of sort of had a big effect on the way I look at things and the way I look at, at performance and the way I look at health
0: let's uh we just have a couple more minutes here but let's uh let's talk about free play you mentioned yes. that and i've got three little kids and yeah. i've got you know a, a trapeze in their playroom mm-hmm. instead of a awesome. game system and they've you know they've whenever i'm working out in the garage they're always out trying to lift the kettlebells and i'm, I'm sort of secretly like mad scientists like making them like right. go through all these movements and they, and they think it's fun you know so right so like yeah. what are like, yeah so, talk about so
2: and mammals if you watch you know uh wolves or cats or bears, they play. That's how they learn how to hunt, that's how they learn how to fight. So they play and that's what gives them the work capacity, it gives them the moving capacity, it gives them the aerobic capacity so when they have the real thing they're prepared for it. So kids don't play anymore, they don't do free play and then the, one of the consequences of that is they don't develop an aerobic base, they don't develop their heart, they don't develop movement and then they don't develop their, their brain as much because cross-connecting and moving in different ways helps develop the brain, It helps learning, helps all these things. So we, you know, we are seeing kids that are coming into us with, you know, Mark McLaughlin talked about this and I was at uh, a seminar Mike Robertson put on, you know, he's got kids coming in with over 100 resting heart rate Jeez. because these kids have never played. They've never developed their heart aerobically and they're being thrown into these high intensity training programs that elite athletes are doing, that most elite athletes probably shouldn't be doing, um, and their body is 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 handling it in the best way it can, and, and so they're walking around toned up, jacked up like they're running from a bear constantly. So you imagine what that does to digestion, to you know anxiety, to all these things. So they're always on. Um, and then you know we're seeing kids that are coming in here that are using strategies that an elite level weightlifter would use just to walk around. Right. Um, so these these kids are using whatever modality they can to get the job done, but it, orthopedically. It's not a good long-term strategy. You know? So you know, that's why these kids are blowing elbows off and blowing knees out. And, and the only reason we're successful in sports is because we have this massive general population to choose from, and the genetically elite make it, and the rest blow up. Um, so it's really frustrating to see these kids being thrown into one sport. I mean, I got kids that are coming in here that are 8 years old, 9 years old, that are playing 15 softball games in a weekend. You know, and I try to explain to parents: you get ten thousand throws on your arm before something goes wrong. Do you really want to use those up when they're eight, nine, and ten? Yeah. Like, let's wait till they it actually counts. Like in college, like you want to like, you want to be you know at your best when it counts. Not you know because I have the best eighth grader in the country. And that's that's not going to mean anything. We want to make sure we're playing multiple sports. We want to make sure these kids are having fun. you know, and that's the problem that the, the youth sports is so structured and so focused on winning that the, the kids don't get development out of that. They don't learn. And that, like baseball, you know, you're playing baseball, the kids should be playing all positions, regardless of whether they do it well or not. They right. should be throwing with both arms. They should be playing they should be pitching, they should be catching, they should be playing third. You know, basketball players, regardless of height, should be playing all positions. So, they're learning fundamental skills because what happens is you get some kid that ends up being six foot three in the eighth or ninth grade. He plays center his whole career, never learns how to dribble with both hands, never learns how to shoot properly, only plays center. Well, guess what? He ends up only being six foot three and he can't play in high school or he can't go to the next level. But, God, by golly, he was the best ninth grader, ninth grade center in the country. Yeah. But he didn't develop the skills he needed. He could have been a great small power forward, or he could have played at a smaller school. You know, so we're screwing a lot of kids up, based on winning now at a young age. Up, you know, sixteen and under, it should be all about participation. And it should be all about having fun. Once you get to sixteen, then you start, you know, it's, it becomes more about winning and 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 all that sort of stuff. But we're just we're wrecking a whole generation of kids and it's just really frustrating it's we do the best we can to manage it because we're, we're not going to be able to change the system obviously but we try to do some free play in here we try to get these kids moving you know hinging and learning how to crawl and 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 making sure we're strengthening their upper back and making them throw things and learning how to sprint properly and and teaching them how to move their bodies and and kind of making the weight room their second sport so that they they don't just you know i'm talked a lot of kids into taking martial arts in the offseason yeah. instead of you know doing their basketball or volleyball or whatever it is all year round. Uh, You've talked a few football kids into doing wrestling on the off-season, They come back to football and they always do better because they've actually learned how to move other people. Right. Um, learned about leverage know, so and it's, balance. Uh, and then they avoid the head, you know, the constant, you know, it gives them something else to do that's contact but doesn't involve head trauma. Right. You know, so. You think it's, that's the um, reason
0: why there's like so many more Tommy John surgeries now than there were like 10, 15 years ago? I mean, it's like, it seems like now there's like every year there's like three or four, like, Big name pitchers who are well—it's
2: happening. I get kids that are fifteen. I had a kid come in here at thirteen with a Tommy John. Oh my god! And he's throwing curveballs at at Nine. twelve years old, yeah. and uh. and he's you know throwing a, a eighty to one hundred pitches in a, in, a, in a weekend. You know more uh, because he's the best pitcher on their team, and the coach is more concerned about winning, so he just throws him. God, that's crazy. Whereas every kid should be throwing because every kid needs to learn how to throw because right. we don't know. Just because your kid in the eighth grade can't throw really well, guess what? If your kid's six foot three um, at eighteen or nineteen and has all the proper mechanics of a great pitcher, he might be able to be a great pitcher. We don't know what he's going to be like when he's eighteen years old. And his arm's not wasted. <laughs> we want to develop the best athlete possible, and we're developing specialists way too early. Yeah, right. I mean, we're throwing kids into the seals before they even have basic training. Right. You know, like it's just like throwing a kid into like advanced level physics, and he's never taken the basic. I tell parents all the time, like, would you throw your kid into math only for his whole education? Yeah,
0: oh, that's a good point. Yeah.
2: You know, like, let's just take math from kindergarten all the way through. All we're going to do is math all the way through. How well do you think that kid's going to make it in life? (laughs) Not very well. They're going to be great at the grocery
0: store, like, trying to budget.
2: You need a well-rounded education at first. And and physical literacy is, in my opinion, is just as important as intellectual literacy. They're tied hand in hand. So, and, and, you know, it's no wonder kids can't sit all day because they're not designed to, they're right. designed to play, they're designed to explore. But let's drug I, mean, them. I, I used to yeah. teach elementary school and I used to get in trouble all the time because we would learn for about 15, 20 minutes and then we'd either go out in the hallway or we'd do like jumping jacks, calisthenics, we'd play games for about 15, 20 minutes. Then we'd go back and learn because I learned that the only, in a third grade, their attention spans about 15 minutes. Right. And I actually would get more work done, I had less discipline pl- problems, and I even started they started giving me the kids that were problems right and I would wear them out and then we'd learn and I'd teach these kids how to think for themselves, uh how to ask questions, how to challenge uh you know how to have an opinion yeah uh, that oh God, that pisses me off at <laughs> how kids today they don't they won't even guess they have no I'd be like, what do you think we should do today well I don't know Ooh. whatever you tell me no like what what do you think we should do like what do you think is going to help you get better? At least have an opinion. Yeah, you know. So I try and teach independent thought. I, it's one of my biggest pet peeves is we've got a bunch of, a bunch of kids that that can't think. You know, like ability to thought, the ability to challenge authority within reason, um, the ability to disagree with someone but still have a rational conversation is a dying, lost art in our society, yeah. and it's really really unfortunate well and it's also like the sort of the foundation of any great change that's ever happened in the history of the
0: world you know like right
2: question you have to be able to have discourse you have to be able to talk and disagree um be able to disagree in a you know and have and that's part of the thing that makes this country great is your ability to disagree with someone unfortunately there's there's some of the most tolerant people are the most intolerant and it happens a lot in the fitness industry you know you'll disagree with somebody over something like a like a like you know, something very minute, you know, some little thing that really in the big context doesn't matter, but all of a sudden they'll start attacking you personally because you disagree with them on that. Even though you might agree on 90% of everything else, Right. you know, if someone, if someone disagrees with you, you learn from them and you talk and you see if, you know, what you can do and, and, you know, maybe they're right. You don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, I base everything I do on my experience and I give my opinion. I just, when I talk, I want to make people think for themselves, like, is this guy full of does he make some valid points? You know, uh, that's that's what you should be doing when you're you're learning from anyone. You should say, hey, that makes sense. It fits into my worldview or it doesn't or that challenges my worldview. Maybe I should maybe think about what he has to say. Okay, that I don't really think that works for me. Uh, that doesn't line up with what I've experienced and it doesn't line up with science. You know, you can pull studies out that say all sorts of different stuff. But I always look at what science says. And I compare it to what I've observed in everyday activities, yeah. and uh, that's where I kind of get my opinions from. And I make it very clear that's my opinion, um, and and that's that's unfortunate. We've lost that ability to think for ourselves and our, to experiment for ourselves, and and that's that's really unfortunate. I think that's one of the problems with modern society. Everybody wants things to be instant. Everything wants th- Everybody wants things to be easy. Yeah, you know
0: awesome well Jim this was really awesome. I really appreciate your time and uh just so I'm gonna see you at paleo FX next month mm-hmm. and then in September and I'll have a link to this in the show notes the JASA fit retreat in chico california yes. uh you are gonna be there I will be there your uh jim uh, co gym co-gym owner I guess lucy will be there and a lot
2: actually uh i'm i'm the the, you're the owner, owner now lucy's okay. a lucy's a very valuable employee okay
0: there you go um and uh so she'll be there and lots of other people so go to that link and check it out it's like september like 18th through the 20th or something it's like a it's like a wednesday through a sunday but i'll have the link in the show notes but we'll both be at that deal so looking forward to seeing yes. you uh, uh coming up on those two occasions and hopefully we'll talk soon and uh yeah really If i
2: could just add a couple things that i have going on yeah too. yeah absolutely um, I'm actually going to be starting uh, doing podcasts on Kiefer's uh, oh, station, Audioio awesome. FM, uh, very soon. I've already done one with Sarah and Jason, but I'm going to be doing regular podcasts on Kiefer's station. Awesome. We also have an apparel. We have a T-shirt uh, that's available. Uh, you can go to com. It basically it's Jim Laird on the front, Jim Laird Strength and Conditioning with Rest More on the back. You know, to awesome. try and get the word out that rest taking care of yourself, self-care needs to be the foundation of your training, whether you're in it for health or performance. I'm going so to buy you one. Could go there and buy one of those shirts and kind of help spread the word about, you know, self-care and, you know, killing yourself isn't the answer. Um, also, um, be on the lookout for a really huge seminar with, uh, with some myself and some other really Really awesome folks uh, in the Atlanta area. I don't know if I'm allowed to, to make this public yet or not, but <laughs> it, you know, Rob Wolf is one of the people that's going to be involved, and Charles Mayfield, oh, John dude. Wellborn, awesome. um, Dave Werner. Uh, it's going to be pretty pretty awesome. Matt Lalonde, be on the lookout for that. Uh, that's going to be coming in October, I believe, okay. in the Atlanta area, so that's going to be huge. Um, and that's about it, man. Cool. Just... Uh, You know, I'm looking forward to doing a little more stuff online. I try. The gym is always going to be my number one priority, but I'm going to try and do some more podcasts and write some blog posts here and there as much as I can. Awesome. Uh, Well, you
0: are a wealth of great information, and uh, hang out for just a second after I uh, close this out. But uh, of course, really appreciate it, and uh, and we'll talk soon. All right, man. Appreciate it. Have a great day. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. All right. Thank you, Jim Laird. And you can find his stuff. It'll all be in the show notes. Uh, he's, like as we talked about, uh, he's going to be at uh, Paleo FX and at the Jossifit Retreat as well. So, uh, it's G-Y-M-L-A-I-R-D, Jim Laird. See what he did there? JimLaird.com. And, and I'll also have a link to Kiefer's podcast, which he mentioned. So, all right. Um we were gonna have this prank call uh, <laughs> w- a last show, but it was with these sexualized media messages in our children and we didn't feel like that was a good match. And this isn't like this isn't something that you'll have to like, you know, censor, but it just didn't you'll see, you'll understand when you hear it, right?
1: Okay, so we started coming up with trying to think of like things outside the box we could do for humans being human, and we started coming up with like, Hey, what if we did some prank calls? And I can't even tell you how the, like the inspiration on this struck, uh, but
0: uh, <laughs> what did your brother say? Just you basically set this up, yeah.
1: uh, Mark's brother Jeff. We've had him on the show several times. Uh, he is a famous artist. What kind of artist? What, what did you call? He's him?
0: He's a designer, a graphic designer.
1: Yeah, okay, graphic designer. He does. He's done a lot of very, very famous things. Uh, I, I saw him once when I was. Uh, I, I read all the stuff in Atlantic Monthly, and I, saw, I was like, "Holy crap! Is this Jeff?" So I called him and he's like, Yeah, that's me. me." It's no big deal. He's in Atlantic Monthly. He did like a a McDonald's ad. Like, he does a ton. He's a very famous artist in his field. And also, Jeff is probably, and I don't think I'm exaggerating here, probably the nicest person I've ever met (laughs) in my life. Probably. And so it's kind of taking advantage of that a little bit. No, we
0: fully were, yeah.
1: (laughs) Because I think if someone would have called me with the same premise, I literally, 10 seconds into it, would have been like, if you like, yeah. slam the phone down. But, he but was Jeff like, is not that kind of person. Yeah. He's a good person. I'm a bad person. But Jeff is good. Yeah. Uh, is that all the setup this requires? I,
0: I think so. Yeah. So okay. obviously, well, yeah. and
1: also we, uh, you know, this blindsides me. Oh, op- he answers his phone, and it's completely out of the blue. So yeah. I guess let's just get to the call.
0: And as we uh, as we sort of transition into it, the percentage battery percentage on my computer right now is fifty two percent. So,
1: God, I hate you. Uh, Jeff Rogers, please. Yes, uh, Jeff, uh, this is he. Uh, Jeff, this is Nick Pepitone with the American Manufacturing Fabrication Corporation. Uh, I was wondering uh, if if you have a moment to talk with me. I actually got your your contact information from from. Uh, he's a mutual oh, friend of yeah. He's a mutual friend of ours. Yeah. I'm. Uh, do you have a moment to talk with me? Just just a moment of your time. Yeah. Um, no. I'm uh, the CEO of a, of a. a a manufacturing corporation. Basically, what we do, I'll give you the small picture. Inside, all like manufacturing, like uh, machinery. There's gears, there's uh, cogs, stuff like that. Well, we manufacture those items for 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 industrial use. Uh, we are looking for some original artwork for a media campaign. You came very highly recommended for, from from Mike and I, and I looked over your website, and I, I'm just impressed with with all of your stuff. And I was wondering oh, if, uh, if that's something that we could do together. Yeah, um, I, I think at this moment, um, and
2: not really knowing exactly, you know, all the ins and outs of what you're needing, um, I will
0: say things are, like, pretty, really busy for the next, like,
1: two weeks. I don't know if there's, like, what the timing is for what you're needing. Um, well, I, I'll kind ca- but- of explain, Mr. Rogers, exactly what we're looking for, just so you can understand kind of the bigger picture. Well, Great. our engineers have come up with a manufacturing process called liquid metal technology. I'm not going to bore you with the tech, with the, the technical aspect of it, but basically, we're going to be able to produce what we produce at half the cost, and the pieces uh, that we produce, the metal pieces, are going to be able to last 30% longer. So basically, Great. this is you know this is a gigantic. This is like inventing the wheel. This is Prometheus and fire is what we're talking about here. Uh, And and we are we are just we're about to you know we're about to be Nike to Reebok. You know what I'm saying? We're about to blow this thing out of the water. And what we're looking for is an aggressive uh, we're gonna an aggressive ad buy in trade publications and things of that nature. That I want people our potential customers to see this, and I want them to you know to be as blown out of the water as I was when our people. You know, when we first started developing this technology, Uh, something that says, you know, almost like like a rebirth of an industry. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's that big of a thing. Here's some things that I was thinking about for you to think. We'll set up a dinner meeting or something like that. And you said two weeks, you know, three weeks is no big deal. But uh, OK, I'm almost imagining like a full page ad by. Of like, you know Georgia O'Keeffe's paintings, how they like invoke like you know, rebirth and motherhood and things like that with like the, the hidden uh, you know, you know, the shapes yeah. supposed to look like a you know, a woman's thing, yeah, you know, woman's
2: thing. message sort
1: of yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I want someone to 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 open this up and to see this ad and I want them to know that's what we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Excellent, excellent. I'm glad we're we're on the same page uh, for the most part. <laughs> And obviously, we're, yeah. we're going to get down to it. Um, you said the next two weeks are busy. How about um, I'll have my secretary call you, and uh, we'll schedule something. We're in the city pretty often. Uh, okay. We'll schedule something about three weeks. You know what? In fact, now that I'm thinking about it, you'll meet my wife at this dinner, and she has uh, somewhat of a – I don't want to be too awkward here, but she has somewhat of a uh, an unusual – area down there and it's just it's it's and i don't mean to be crazy or nothing like that but maybe something like you'll you'll understand it when you see it oh you know what i'm saying and she's totally cool with it i'm thinking it could be centered more along that line Does that uh does that make sense to you uh i don't i don't know
0: you mean centered around a person's private parts
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, it's it's obviously gonna be it's not gonna be like an obvious, you know, photograph or nothing like that. It's gonna be kinda hidden but not hidden. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. It's like
2: yeah. Yeah, for anything like this, you wanna make sure to communicate what what you wanna communicate in, you know, first few seconds of you wanna make someone stop and, and really pay attention to what you're trying to say. Um you know, exactly. So.
1: That's exactly what I'm talking about, Mr. Rogers. That's why you said something very interesting. You want somebody to stop and and you want to grab their attention, right? Yeah, like really quick. So that's like yeah. You know. Well, I, that, I'm that, thinking. I'm thinking something that would grab someone's attention. And this does sound crazy, but like an actual photograph of a woman's vagina. <laughs> I'm done. I'm serious. I'm dead serious. You can imagine like 98% of the people, shoot, like 99% of the people that we do business with are men. They're sitting in, you know, uh, you know, industrial situations. Imagine if you're thumbing through a trade publication and you come across this black and white photograph of my wife's vagina. You're going to be like, whoa, hey, I got to stop and look at that. Right? I mean, am I not making sense? <laughs> my Nick, no, my name is Nick Pepitone. Yeah, yeah. Um you know, and a hundred and percent you know, Jeff, this could be the thing I mean, I don't want to say you're not on the map. I've seen you in, you know, uh I've seen your, your, your website and I've seen your stuff in uh you know, Atlantic Monthly and things like that. But this could be I could you could be Jeff Rogers, the guy who put the photograph of a woman's vagina in a magazine. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> I mean no, not no. like no not quite like uh, you know. Like the you know like a pornographer or nothing, but like a tasteful pornographer, like an artistic pornographer. I don't think, I don't think that, I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> I don't okay.
0: think I'd want to be known for
1: that. <laughs> okay, well, we we'll, we'll, well. Obviously, we've got tons of different uh, ideas. We can bounce off each other. We'll set up a dinner. Uh, I'll have my secretary call you here with my schedule, and uh, and we'll meet with my wife and my brother, uh, and uh, and we'll get something going. Does that sound like a good idea? Uh. Sure. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. All right. I'll 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 have a call you here just uh, in just a few minutes shortly, and we'll set all that up. And uh, uh, thank you very much for your time, Mr. Rogers. My wife, uh, she'll be very uh, very excited to show
0: you a picture of my vagina. I'm on I'm on the phone now. Can I show you my vagina, Jeff?
1: (laughs) you okay at what point this is rick and mark by the way i know yeah <laughs> at, at what point for you did this start to fall apart and you're like okay this is not real this has to be a bit oh, well honestly right when you started talking about machinery and
2: cogs and whatnot, I I really was trying to look for an excuse to get off the phone. <laughs> but, uh, it, was it was an elaborate
1: It was an elaborate Yeah.
0: Fabrication then, guy talking for, about George O'Keefe. And
2: then you said something about your like, wife's area done. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Well, Jeff, sorry to uh, to make you think that you had some sort of crazy business that was about to happen. Um, Jeff,
1: we're gonna we're gonna, happen, we're gonna put ever. you on the map. You're gonna be the guy who put the vagina, the picture of the vagina, in the magazine.
0: <laughs> I was telling, I was texting him to, to tell you that you had to draw it, like have her pose, and you had yeah, to like you, sketch. Yeah, you
1: almost ruined it with texting because you kept like getting me off track. I was like, "Why is my phone buzzing? I'm not. I can't look at that. I'm yeah, talking. Here. Yeah. I'm oh, it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, Jeff, thank you for being such a good sport. This was very funny. Uh, I really tried to hang with it. <laughs> All right, Jeff. I'll call you later. Okay. Oh
2: my gosh, that's hilarious.
1: All
0: right. See
1: you. I, I love you, Jeff. <laughs> I love you guys.
0: <laughs> see you. <dude. laughs> Bye. All right. Uh, thanks, Jeff, for being a good sport about that. And uh,
1: the greatest of all sports, by the way. Yeah.
0: So uh, I don't Except think. When he
1: called me an a-hole, which I don't know.
0: Yeah, he did. Okay. Well, he, no, did he called both of us a-holes, I think. Oh, well, sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. So um, it is now time for the simple Human Tip of the Week, something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human. And it's going to go back to something Jim Laird said about free play. And we talk about free play in kids. Well, guess what? Uh, a lot of times movements and foods and, and sleeping patterns that are healthy for kids also are healthy for adults. Um, and so free play. As an adult, I mean, uh, you know, you don't have to go to the the gym and like, you know, lace up your shoes and just do the elliptical for 60 minutes while you watch the news and just dread and hate your life. Like play basketball, play racquetball. Um, just go out and, and like, you know, like you normally would like run around your neighborhood. Well, just like sprint and then. Stop and then run backwards and then go sideways. You know, just like just be random and uh, and that and just that'll be a lot of fun for you if you're somebody that's just used to kind of doing like a very steady state type of exercise.
1: Well, I think this is where kids come into play because you can knock basically. I mean, if you look at everything as a time investment, you can kill two birds with one stone. You go play with your kids. Kids don't know, like, all right, well, it is Tuesday, and on Tuesday, so I go to the Y and I run on the treadmill for twenty five minutes. The kids don't know that they go and they play and they run and they sweat and they, they get out of breath and they they'll go fast and they'll go slow and they'll do all kinds of things. Well, if you have children, go out and go to the park with them and just go bananas, like do do what they're doing. Uh, you don't have to sit on the bench, you know, reading, uh, you know, your, you know, Facebook feed from your phone. You can get off the bench and you can, you know, it's it's good parenting. To play with your kids, it shows them that you value them, but it also it'll, you know kind of vary your your movement pattern up a bit. My mom, uh, for my youngest son's birthday, which was like a month ago, she got him like and it's a little advanced for them, but it's like, basically it's like uh, these vests that they wear with like these Velcro balls, uh, real soft. Ones, and, um, stop it, your face, Mark Rogers. But like you throw, it's like basically dodgeball, like a dodgeball kit. Uh, which I do not know you needed a kid. I thought you just needed a ball, but it's, they can't really throw them very well because these balls are real light. So, but, so we went to the park and we were just running around doing this. And I realized like halfway through, I was like, you know what, this is actually like a pretty little decent, uh, you know, I'm moving around, I'm jumping, I'm running, I'm sprinting and then I'm not sprinting. And then it- you know, it's, it's a very human way of, of getting your exercise in. Yeah. So be mindful of free play. Do stuff like that.
0: Do free play. And, you know, talking about your your children, I just want to say that it is a miracle that you had children since your balls are also very light.
1: <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Very good, Mark. All right. Slow tr- the, the, the funny <laughs> trombone for you. Uh, Everyone knew that was coming.
0: All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening. This is edition of Simply Podcast. Coming up next time, it is the great and wonderful Kate Galliet we're going to talk about shoulder uh, stability and a lot of other things she actually kind of works you out uh, yeah, yeah. But, i mean
1: those are good yeah if you if you are like one of the billions of people i know that have jacked up shoulders like and and it doesn't have to be like your arm can't lift above your head Ever, all I, I know tons of people have shoulder problems listen to this next episode it's all about you shoulder problem man or, woman. <laughs> or, <laughs> or human
0: or yes okay so um that's coming up and then I've also got sort of the, our April lined up uh, we're gonna have a lot of cool guests and uh, so leave us a review on iTunes any publicity is good publicity uh, good or bad com is the website uh, like us on Facebook and we're still uh,
1: doing the t-shirt giveaway right
0: yeah so oh, any yeah, yeah anytime yeah. you leave a review you're entered into the uh, you'll be in the March t-shirt Simply Human t-shirt giveaway-a-thon um and uh, uh, like us on Facebook, subscribe us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SimplyHuman52. Email the show simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail dot com or email Rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail dot com. So that'll do it for this edition of the Simply Human podcast.
1: And remember, not not quite like a pornographer or nothing, but like a tasteful pornographer, like an artistic pornographer. I don't
2: think I don't think that I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs>
0: Okay. So until next time, enjoy yourself.